welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful East podcast. You can join in the Peaceful East podcast. You can ask us questions, share your insights, share ideas, thoughts, whatever it may be by using the Peaceful East hotline. You can call that 24-7-365 anytime. 424-625-5562 is that number. Again, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com is our email address. And if you want to keep in touch with Ela and visit the online home of Peaceful Ease, you can do that at peacefulease.com. Ela, how's everything going? Oh, great. I was reading something earlier today, and I look forward to sharing that with you. I'm excited to hear what it is and hear it in more depth because you gave me a little sneak peek. You told me it's about perspective, and perspective is something that I am very, very big on changing your perspective, having a wider perspective, being able to see more things or experience things in a different way from a different point of view. Because I think it can just change the whole situation. It can change everything. So when you said perspective, that piqued my interest and I'm super excited to hear what you have in store. Yeah. And this is all about widening your perspective. I found this article on Oxford University website and they were like just saying, let's assume we could compress the entire history of this planet into one year. So we are talking about compressing 4.5 billion years into one calendar year. What would it be like? When would life emerge? When would we come along and all that? So I'm just going to walk you through that. That sounds super interesting. I can't wait to hear that. That would definitely give you a new perspective when you look at those numbers. (laughs) Uh, another interesting thing that, I, and this is off topic, but it's kind of similar. One of the things I heard just to, t- to let people know from a different perspective, how far technologies come since we've been human beings. If you take all of the content that was created from the beginning of time up until I believe it was the year 2004, I believe it was some recent year. If you take all of the content, all the movies, the TV, the newspaper articles, the books, all the content. We are now duplicating that number of content every 24 hours. Oh, wow. With the internet and social media and all of those things. That's how much content is going out into the world. So that made me think of that number. It's just so incredible. That is fascinating. Especially, you know, one of the things I studied was archaeology. And during my studies, I studied Sumerian for two years, the first written language, or one of the first. And it's just I can't imagine a Sumerian person hearing this, like it would be crazy. (laughs) You know, the amount of time they spent just transcribing stuff and, you know, writing and, and uh, yeah. Even seeing my grandfather at the time of this recording, he's 99 years old. And we recently got him a computer because he's always wanted one. But as I was telling you, he won't touch it unless other people are there because he's afraid that he's going to break it or do something to it. But 
the cool thing about it is whenever we're there and we get on Zoom or Skype and you can see like the other relatives who live out of town or whatever, just right on the computer and you can talk to them, it just blows his mind. He can't believe it. It's like so incredible. And it is incredible when you think about it, but Absolutely. if you grow up with it, you begin to expect it. I mean, to be honest, like I was born in 1980s, yeah, 1980, and it just, it's just unbelievable that we are doing what we are doing right now. You know, I could not imagine it when I was maybe 12 or 13. I remember somebody telling me about mobile phones when I was 15, and I was like, no way, like, you mean a phone that works without a cable, like you could call anywhere? It's just, no, that sounds too science fiction-y. And look at us now. It's just a different reality. If you're someone younger listening to this, when I say younger, I mean, let's say like 25 or younger, just think about, can you imagine that if you left your house, no one would be able to contact you until you got to your next destination? Could you imagine? That's just... That's how it was. I remember those days. I know. And if you didn't know where you were going, you just didn't know where you were going. There was no GPS, no maps, nothing like you just knew everything by heart, where to go and how to drive anywhere. It was just. Here's something even more nerve wracking <laughs> for the for the gentlemen that are around my age and say they're mid 30s or older. Think about it for the younger gentlemen that are listening. Think about if the first time you got a girl's number and you were going to call her the chances of her father answering the phone <laughs> were like 70%. That was nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's like now you get her cell number, you can text, you can call, she's going to answer. But back in the day when you got someone's number, it was their home number. Absolutely. And she lived with her mom and dad. So the chances of her dad answering the phone when a guy is calling, that was scary. That gave you, you had to have confidence and courage to be able to do that. <laughs> That's so true. But there's something like romantic about it when you look back. No, it's like. It is, but it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the time. Like you're staring at the number, you want to call, but it's like, man, I hope she answers. Man, I like there were certain people that had their own phone line in their, like for their phone in their bedroom. And that made life a little easier, mm -hmm. but it was still scary because you didn't know who was going to answer the phone. So you had to practice asking for that person. Yeah, I remember having parallel lines, you know, so I could be talking to a friend of mine and my mom would just be kind of like taking the other telephone to dial somewhere and she would just join in the conversation all of a sudden. It's just <laughs> That would happen too. And that was kind of scary too. <laughs> or I remember my mother saying, hey, can you hang up? Because I was using this dial-up internet initially, of course. And she'll be like, Ela, hang up. I need to call blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm just surfing the internet right now <laughs> yeah you'd have to get off of the internet to make a phone call <laughs> and if you were expecting a phone call you couldn't get on the internet because if you were on the internet and someone called you they couldn't get through mario i think we sound like old people right now <laughs> <laughs> i refuse to believe that you're only as old as you feel but these are times that we grew up in and it's remarkable to think about you know just in the last 30 years how far civilization has come, technology has come, the things that are happening. I mean, the lifespan of a human being has gone up exponentially, even though we look at all of these diseases and these things that happen, overall, the lifespan has gone way up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I read a statistic somewhere that says, if you were born 
between the years of, I think it was like 2015 up until 2025 or whatever, there's a human being born in that time that likely will live to 125 years old. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, which is incredible. And eventually, I don't know, I think we will be first amortal, meaning we won't die unless there's like an accident or something. We will just keep extending our lives and then maybe one day be even immortal. Who knows? I think there was, I want to say Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you're familiar with his work, Mm -hmm. he did a talk that I found on YouTube one time that explains why we die and how from a physics standpoint, there can become a time where we don't die, where death is actually a choice that we make. Mm -hmm. It's something that it's a belief that we have that's ingrained in us that has been with us for so long that if our awareness can overcome that one day, there is a time where human beings will just live forever. How do you feel about that? I have mixed feelings about that. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who I'm not afraid of death, but I often think about it. And I don't know if I want to, if I actually want to experience it. At this point in my life, I don't want to experience it because I feel like I have a lot more to do here. I'm not done yet. But I can see from the perspective of being 110 years old, 115 years old, how you'd be like, you know, I'm ready to move on and see what's next. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, once you fulfill the reason that you're here, why stick around? Mm-hmm. There may be a reason to move on. And you know, they say when a baby is born it thinks that it's dying because it's leaving the only place he or she knows about nine months in darkness in some liquid and then you leave that behind that's like death and when we leave this place behind we call it death but we don't know what's coming next and where we are going to be born into yeah absolutely so yeah i have mixed feelings on that i mean It would be cool to be alive forever, but this might not be the end, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably not the end in my opinion. I mean, energy can never be created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. We're energy. So we have to go somewhere. Something has to happen. Mm -hmm. So So let me put all this into this perspective that I wanted to share with you. Because this is a great kind of entry point, seeing how much we've achieved as a species and where we are today. And then zooming up from that to see the bigger picture. So let's assume that we can compress the entire history of this planet into one calendar year. So in that case, the Earth will be born on January 1st, 4.5 billion years ago. (laughs) Not too long ago. That's the birthday of this planet, yeah. So if we do this compression, it works out roughly... One second of this time represents 144 years. And they did the calculation. And again, I will share the link so you can have a look at it yourselves. In this case, life will appear on this planet on 25th of February, the first time, which was 3.8 billion years ago. So that's life's birthday, 25th of February. And... um, There are roughly 30 million species on the planet today, apparently. And altogether, we represent less than 1% of these species. So if you add up everything around today, species, it's less than 1% of the species that have ever lived since life first appeared. 
that's incredible. Like imagine the diversity there. And we're still here. Yeah, and we are still it's here. Amazing. And you think life appeared in February, so we must come in March or April? No. <laughs> the first time we saw some heart in animals with hard parts like fish is actually that will be in November. So from February till November, there's like not much around. It's just cellular life. And the first time we see amphibians like frogs and salamanders, etc., is like December the 2nd. And then the dinosaurs come around December 10th and they disappear on Christmas Day. So we are still not around, by the way. <laughs> and the first time our ancestors who were like recognizable as human would show up is guess when? Well, it has to be after Christmas. So I have six days to choose from. Mm -hmm. Let's say December 29th. 31st. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. And our species, like Homo sapiens, as we are today, would emerge at about 11.35 p.m. It's incredible. And all that we talked about, all the recorded human history, would have happened in just that final minutes, you know. And the, actually the recorded history, since writing and all, would apparently happen in the final minute of the year. That's it's <laughs> mind-blowing. Such a small amount that we've been here. Yeah. And yet we talk about being here forever, potentially. We well, were talking yeah. about it. <laughs> we've been here forever, according to us. I mean, it's perspective, right? That's what we're talking about. When you say forever as a person, you're thinking like you're forever. Because mm -hmm. we have no recollection of what happened before. I mean, I think at some extent we do have recollection of what happened before we were born. Because if you talk to babies, a lot of times they will tell you things that they couldn't have possibly known. There's tons of recorded history of that. But I think that the human mind can only conceive mm -hmm. for when it was created. So when you're thinking with your human mind, it's hard to think anything happened before you were here. We're the center of our own universe, right? Yeah. So it's like the world didn't go on without you. Well, it did. And it won't go on without me. <laughs> well, it will. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it will. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing to think about. And what we forget is that how, again, lucky we are, because this planet has been ruled by fish, has been ruled by birds that were two meters tall and eating horses that were as big as a small Pomeranian or something, like tiny horses. So, and now it's ruled by hairless monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what's going to come next? I mean, there will be other forms. I think this planet will outlive us this way or another. And the species that are around us, it's just so we forget the diversity. Like there are species that can see ultraviolet lights, there are insects, or snakes apparently can detect infrared. And did you know sharks can feel electricity and as little as half a billionth of a volt, like such a wow. tiny vibration. There are octopuses that have nine brains and three hearts, you know, it's like one in the center and eight in each arm. <laughs> Amazing. And there are species of like squid that communicate with each other via color. They change the color of their skin and they have a whole kind of 
language around this. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're in that species at a very, very privileged point because within that species, within our species, nearly half of the planet's population live with less than five and a half dollars a day. So if you're hearing this, it means you're not in that half because you could afford a laptop or a computer or a smartphone. And on top of that, I mean, to be a human being is remarkable because the one thing the human beings have compared to all the other species that we talked about is we have the power to choose. All the other species are designed and wired to survive. We can actually thrive. We're not here. I mean, we have instincts for survival, but we can rise above those and we can make intelligent choices. We can have conversations. We can learn things that are very complex. And it's just a privilege to be able to make the daily decisions to actually create a life and a lifestyle that we desire to have. And I think that's just an amazing, amazing thing. And as we were talking, like I'm big on this. Being a human being in and of itself is like win- more than winning the lottery. But then on top of that, to be a human being that can actually listen to a podcast or to have the means to listen to a podcast is a minute percentage of a minute percentage of a minute percentage. Mm-hmm. The mathematical number of actually being born a human being, 400 trillion to one. That's the odds of even being a person. Now, on top of that, add in the fact that you're able to listen to a podcast or you have the means to do that and you're able to understand it, it's like you've won the lottery of all lotteries, but there are still people who are miserable. Yeah, we get angry because someone cuts us off or the internet signal is like not as good as we want it to be and then we just forget about the rest. But one quarter of this world's population still lacks electricity. It's incredible how lucky we are. If you're listening to this, please... Just keep this perspective there in the background because this gives us so many reasons to be grateful. Yeah, that's what just came into my mind as you're saying that is just take a minute every day, make it a habit I do to be grateful for just being a human being, having the privilege, even the things we don't want to do. It's a privilege to be able to do those things. Like I hate taking the garbage out, but I get to take the garbage out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people, a lot of things that can't do that. And the fact that I can do that means I can do other things as well. So it comes along with it. You have to, you know, if you're going to enjoy the good, you have to also recognize the stuff you think is not so good. Mm -hmm. Because without that, there wouldn't be any good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And having that responsibility, like I see it as, yes, it sucks to do all these small choir but then you know what it's my life and I'm in charge of it it's my responsibility to take care of every aspect of my life including taking the rubbish out so when I do it now it's like it gives me a sense of consistency like or a sense of responsibility with my life and there's a great quote I wanted to share with you and close up with this quote it's by Warren Bennis, an author and a professor of business administration. And he said, you are your own raw material. When you know what you consist of and what you want to make of it, then you can invent yourself. I really like this because 
within this perspective that we just discussed, this huge perspective, every day of our lives we are winning the lottery by just being alive. Now, what do you want to do with that winning, that lottery? How do you want to express it? Use it, channel it. What do you want to really do? Because once you know that, I believe you'll be unstoppable. Beautifully put, Ela. Thank you so much for everything you shared, for widening our perspective and giving us this to be grateful for and think about. Before we go, and to remind people, Peacefully is the hotline is always available. Share with us your thoughts, your feedback from this episode, what your perspective is, or what it's become since hearing what Ela has to offer or what she has to share around that topic. 424-625-5562 is that number. And you can email us, podcast at peacefulease.com, and keep in touch with us online, peacefulease.com is the website. Ela, thank you so much. This has been such a fun episode, and I can't wait for the next one. Thank you, Mario. And if you're listening to us, and if this episode resonates with you, please share it with your friends and family. Absolutely. Ela, thank you so much again. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.